We ready? Ready. Okay. I think I can hear you. You can? Welcome. I'm trying really hard. I'm right next to the speaker. I know. I was like, I'm going to sit in front of you with the speaker kind of tilted in your face. Because okay. when she talks on it, it's kind, of, it's kind of this way. I love the counselor speak. I'm going to be calm. And kind. <laughs> A bomb is completely normal. <laughs> Everything's good. I'm good to go. No. No. All right. All right, perfect. All right, welcome to Sorry I'm Booked Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about apocalyptic books. I think we've all picked some really good books. I've seen the list, so I'm excited about that. Before we get started, though, I wanted to say our website is up and running. So we have sorryimbookedpodcast.podbean.com. You can go and listen to all of our episodes there, but you can also find each book that we've talked about. I've put a cover under who recommended it. Also, anything else relevant. So sometimes we talk about TV shows or whatever. I put that there, too, so you can reference You're doing back. a bibliography to our... Basically. Well, I've, got, we got show notes. <laughs> show notes. I've had some people tell me, like, what was the name of that book mm-hmm. that right. you talked about in that one episode where you're talking about your favorite authors? And I'm like, now I can direct you That's to right. the podcast website, and I can t- and you can go and look at whichever one you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't know our names, so they're like, the one that said whatever, whatever, and then I have to think back of who mm-hmm. said what and figure out what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I had a friend who told me that somebody had eaten peanut butter. I was like, it's, oh, that's Wendy. It's the one eating peanut butter, <laughs> is what she said. I'm eating cheese today. Those are my staples. You know, I thought that that might be helpful for us to remember what we've covered and for sure. uh, audience members. Which, speaking like of, did you guys see that we have listeners in Australia? That's, that's so, so fun. It was a good day. Cool. Yeah, I happen. like it. That's fun. That's very cool. It was a good day. Today. Between Ontario and um, Australia. Do we need to acknowledge that we are missing a member? So, Kim isn't here with us today. She is at home with her husband. He got into a car accident, so she is taking care of him. So. And you can probably edit this out, but I want to tell you all something. You know how last week Allie recommended My Lovely Wife, and she's like, it's about oh, yeah. that they murder together? Mm-hmm. Y'all, there, it does not tell of any murder. It does not give you any. It does not give you any details, so you're not a sicko reading a book. You know what I mean? Okay, not a not a sicko because (laughs) I will read. Well, that was the look on their face. It was. I got judged hard for that. I'm going to be in the body and know exactly. Okay, I read it. No, I I want to read it. No, I'm going to tell you, it's awesome. I read it all night and just in one day. I also want my husband to read it. I'm like, I want to read you this book because. It's it's definitely a. It, I would say the theme is a blind eye. That's yes. what I would say. Yeah. So it's. But I don't want I don't want to give I'm away not, too much. But I with think that. that that to me that's what it was to me. What's the name of it again? My lovely, my wife. lovely wife, Samantha Downing. She was my breakout author. Okay, that's right. Samantha Downing, my lovely wife. Remember, this is the couple that chose to start mm-hmm. murdering together and scouting out women. Uh, that they wanted to kill together as a bit of a turn-on to them and a but, way to make their marriage okay. exciting. But but just trust me in, in her, because I, I was like, you know, Allie always has good suggestions, and it's not like something that makes me like, boy, I wish I didn't read that. I need to unsee all that. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. It's a good... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good read. Yeah, it's a really good read. And it's a quick read. I felt like I mm-hmm. zoomed through I that too. one because... Well, yeah, because I needed to know... I had my suspicions about what was going to happen at the ending, 
And I turned out to be right. Mm -hmm. I, I had a feeling I knew what was going to happen. But I still wanted to know how it was going to happen. Right. And um, also, it makes you very grateful for your life. Huh? That's rich people problems. I don't, you know. I don't, I don't live in that world. <laughs> We're over here in the teacher world where we don't Just, have to deal with that. Yes. So, it was very, as, a psycholo as people in therapy, mm -hmm. you'll be very interested in it. In the psychology of yes. taking that, that step forward. Further. Not only that, but the effects that it has on family. The kids and, and yeah, the, I'm just telling you, it's very well rounded. The kids Two don't ever, up. don't ever know. Mm -hmm. Okay. But mm -hmm. there's a second one coming out, and it's really good. I'm excited to read the second one. Okay. I mean, I mean, I liked it. I read it very quick. Okay, so I just wanted okay. to say that. I'm glad you did. I'm going to keep that in. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so the post-apocalyptic. I was talking to Rebecca, and I read that a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. Did we introduce our topic yet? Yeah, we did. Okay. So when I was, a, you know, in middle school, I read a few. And what I was telling Rebecca is I haven't read them, but they traumatized me in mm -hmm. a sense. And I'm like, I remember this scene. In my opinion, the best ever is, the, you know, what is it? Uh, Hunger Games. I mean, mm -hmm. so you're good. Still sure. Thunder. Um, oh, is I that what you're talking no, about? But you should, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, so I agree. But the ones that haunted me that I'm curious if I reread them, would it still was Fahrenheit 451, which was mm -hmm. Ray Bradbury. Mm -hmm. We had to read it in, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's just certain scenes that, because of, now when I was in middle school, if they wrote it, um, if you read it now, there's reality television, the fact that they can't remember what pills they've taken and they have these things, you know, right. pumping their stomach. It's stuff that is actually an issue right now that was predicted. Way back when. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And I think schools assign that, so that's where why I mentioned that one. The Left Behind series, I remember oh, reading in such high a school. Good that's based on um, if the rapture happened, the people who were left behind, how they survive in the seven years mm -hmm. after it. I couldn't it was it couldn't put it down when I was a kid. And then the last one I read as an adult, and that's The Walking Dead. It's a graphic novel. So good. They're Hugungus. Um, they're pricey, so you wanna borrow them. But it's almost like if you've watched the Walking Dead series, it's an alternate reality because in the books, people died that didn't die. I mean, it's it's yeah, they're completely not exact. different. So it's definitely worth the read. But those are those are mine. Really good ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had originally decided that I was going to pick. Um, did you guys ever read Feed by Mira Grant? Mm -mm, no. Okay, so it's a young adult and it's a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really good one, and there's multiple series, I mean, multiple books afterward to make it a series, but I only read the first one. And, of mm -hmm. course, you know, there's, like, a little little love story in there, so you're trying to figure out if, they're, if one of them is going to get, you know, mm -hmm. killed off because it's zombies. But ultimately, I picked um, World War Z. Have you guys ever read that? Mm -mm, no. Okay, great, because the author is Max Brooks, who is the son of Mel Brooks. The, the, I love Mel Brooks. Exactly. The funniest man. Mm -hmm. He's so adorable and precious. Um, and then his son writes this documentary style. It's basically like he he went and interviewed. I have quotes. He went and interviewed the survivors of the zombie apocalypse. And so it's like walking you through the basically like the hell that these people lived for right. years of this apocalyptic thing that's going on. And that's how the book reads. It's like mm -hmm. interviews. Mm -hmm. But then they made a movie of it. And, of course, the movie was nothing like it. The movie is haunting in its own way mm -hmm. because the zombies in this movie can run. You think of a zombie and it's, mm -hmm. like, lumbering after you and you can definitely get away. No, these run after you. Like, Ooh. hunt you down. Scary. 
So that was always very haunting. And then there's this one epic scene in the movie. All the zombies are trying to get, I don't, I think they were like in Israel or something. I'm going to cut that out because I don't know. But they're trying to get over this wall. Mm -hmm. And so instead of them being like dumb lumbering zombies, mm -hmm. they all pile together to make this big, big giant pile that gets them over this wall. And then they work like almost like together. It's terrifying. Yeah, Game of Thrones did that with the White Walkers. Yeah, they did. They would, you know, use each other's bodies to, to build get a what bridge. They, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. Oh, it was so scary. It's haunting. Like, if you ever watch it, that scene in and of itself is like, great, well, in a zombie apocalypse, you're never going to make it if it's mm -hmm. those kinds of zombies. Mm -hmm. They're working mm -hmm. together. So, anyway, that's why I picked that book. I thought it was And I love how it, it has good. a moral. That even if you're brain dead, just work together and you can accomplish anything. <laughs> you're your still going to make it. You can still get up there to eat some people. You're fine. That is so funny. Bring um, it together. But anyway, I just want to point out the, the book and the movie aren't similar That's at all. The, the book is very um, editorial documentary style and the movie is not like that at all. Um, I chose um, Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. And it is about, well, it's goes back and forth in time and it starts with this guy who's like a I think he's an ER nurse or doctor anyway he's gone to a performance and the actor just collapses on the stage and that is the beginning of like a pandemic um, illness and so part of the story is that what are the symptoms um, it's kind of like, I think it's kind of like the flu, but people die like really quickly oh. and like if you get exposed to it you die and so Part of it is he is, you hear about how he and his brother survived through the period of time where all the people are sick and dying, and then nobody knows how to run the power, so power quits and stuff just keeps like going and going. And eventually you go 15 years into the future, and so then it's following five different people. It goes back and forth in time. There's a group that travel around performing Shakespearean plays and they have musician things and so they oh go through and it's just really interesting. The name Station Eleven comes from a comic book series that somebody was writing and another um, kid got and that's all he has was this comic book that he oh, like really so valued. So there are a few people that are not um, there's like or? well or that they lived like um, they I just think didn't it just, catch it I think maybe 90% of the population died so like 10% is left so they're all and like you hear about these people traveling through and they find the empty houses and they're trying to see if there's anything that they can get from them and you know when they come up against strangers are they nice strangers mm -hmm. are they this mean strangers this sounds exactly like Walking Dead yeah. and World War Z like mm -hmm. they have such a mm -hmm. common thread so it thread I really dawn. it was very yeah. it was very intriguing to me also terrifying at the rate that the illness spread mm -hmm. and that I think maybe it started like in Russia or something. I don't know but it came across in airplanes and then those people got on planes mm -hmm. and those people got off the planes and it just spread all over the how world how easy that is and how I, easy I love stories like that um so <laughs> when i moved here from lj which is mountains and pristine and no neighbors at the time okay now now there's people we're about but, to get all the emails from yeah, lj yeah yeah it was it was just a nice <laughs> it was a nice natural place and then i moved here to um covington that has a kmart in a cato right there i mean it's crazy so I, I know, just right in the same that parking is lot why, why is that why would you ever I leave was that like, parking why lot? do i leave but anyway <laughs> They, 
it scared me because, you know, we're on the access road. And I have grown up reading books like this. And so, you know, the access road has those just those body containers as far as the eye can mm-hmm. see just piled up. Yeah. And, of course, I knew exactly what that was yeah. and said, why? Why are you don't there know what so she's talking many? About? It's for on mass ac- disposal of, of humans. I, like, if, if there's an outbreak. On a, mm-hmm. No, 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 no real life. Well, they're, I think, aren't they like casket liners? Don't they like go under what? the casket? Those things have not moved. Uh-uh, uh-uh. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, it's, it, this, the, those things have been there for as long as I've been here. When, when I first saw it, it's as far as the eye can see. They're, like you said, it lo- it's just about the size of a casket, but it is for. And they're like black liners, like, mm-hmm. like the, you know, like the size of a casket. And but they, it's, they're not used right now because we haven't had a breakout with the CDC. Now I'm sure somebody's going to email me and say, She's crazy. That's fine. I don't. I'm just in my own. We all know we're crazy. That's what I look at, and that's what I think is: is it good that we're this close to CDC, or is it bad that we're this close to CDC? Anyway, in the movies, this is where everybody's Mm -hmm. going, so it's nice. I was gonna say, I'm going there. Located. Yes. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna be zombie one. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be the first one dead in the outbreaks. But fast. You got to work together. Uh, You know. Right. I'm I'm one of the running zombies. The stand is one that I forgot to mention that haunted me when I was oh, a kid. Oh, that's a good and one. And that was, I was obsessed with that. In this particular story, same thing, virus knocks out two-thirds of the world's population. There's people that are immune or survive, and the whole first half of the book is the sadness of that. But then the people who survive have a dream. They either dream of an old woman on a porch, or they dream of a guy in cowboy boots, and both of them are asking, telling them where to find them. So half the world goes one way, half the world goes the other, and there's people deciding which one to go to. And, of course, one is good and one is evil. Fascinating story. Did you ever see mm-hmm. Train to Busan? Mm-mm. It's basically, it's subtitled. Uh, the whole movie is subtitled. But it's a uh, zombie outbreak, but on a train. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get away. Well, yeah. Zombies on the train mm-hmm. to get to their location. The book I chose does not have to do with sickness or zombies. Which is great. That's cool. great. I, but it is a po- Apocalyptic. It and sure it's is. Suzanne Collins, The Hunger Games. And it's hard for me to imagine that somebody doesn't already know what this book is about. But um, I don't know. I get kids in here all the time who. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, how have you not, like middle school kids. I'm oh, like, please, how have you not read that? Please read this if you haven't read it. It's mm-hmm. so, so good. And it's, it's set, um, it's what used to be North America that is now in these 12, what are they called? Districts. Districts, yeah. And so every year the, uh, the mean bad government makes um, a boy and a girl from each district come and fight to the death to see who will win. It's supposed to remind them that, you know, that the government's in control and that they it keeps them from having rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so this is the story of, yeah, Katniss Everdeen. She's a 16-year-old, 16-year-old girl who her sister has chosen, and she says, no, I'll volunteer as tribute. They call them tributes. And so she goes as tribute, and it's the story of her bravery and... She has to kind of just the will to live and, and her desire to do the right thing mm-hmm. and her um, how, I guess, the love of humanity itself is it wins out over some of the um, more evil self-preservation. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. is scared all the time, but mm-hmm. she does all these brave things, which mm-hmm. really is the... You know the true definition of bravery. Right. You know, is doing and something she does that you're it afraid of to do. To, she she acts in such a way to save these people mm-hmm. that she she puts them before her her own safety. You know, so I think through the whole thing, she's she she's acting in a way to like save other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
it's, it's very um, it's uplifting. Well, it is uplifting. I get to see that's the thing is I get a lot mm-hmm. of parents that uh, when it first came out, I actually had people tell me that I was a bad mother because I had I let my boys read this book. We actually read it together, and I explained that it was her inspiration is historical events or are historical events. First of all, the tribute thing Mm -hmm. comes back from Greek mythology. I mean, that's going back to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, King Minos, not Midas, but Minos, where he would get tributes from other -hmm. countries, and he put them in the labyrinth. But then, you know, the Rome, you know, how they killed people for entertainment, Mm -hmm. and it was children and women and Mm -hmm. men and and how they're forced to do things that they don't want to do and try to figure out how to... But they also granted them freedom if they won in the glass. So to me, it's just things that happen. But it also makes you very grateful for your life. You read it, and you're like, whoo, I'm glad that that's not me. Absolutely. I'm just glad I can get it in is. a tub of water right now. Mm-hmm. That's, the bathtub is. is my luxury. I feel really guilty about that. It's <laughs> a lot of water. That's why I stay in it until it's completely cold. I'm okay with that. You don't have to justify <laughs> no, taking a bath. No. And then I scoop it all out into buckets and water the plants in the neighborhood. Do you? No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, man, but now I you're would, sweaty if there was if there was a uh, if there was a shortage. I, I would miss that the most. I do think with the Hunger Games, like it takes from the historical perspective, but it also took in. The um, the reality television and people just watching mm-hmm. right. whatever is on TV and that they have these favorites that they like and to me it was a little unnerving because it was like how far away are we from watching something fairly similar right. with some mm-hmm. of the TV shows that are Survivor. out there. Mm-hmm. The Naked Sur- and Afraid. These people Survivor. almost die for what reason? To see what their points are at the end. I mm-hmm. mean, it's. And we totally See, watch I, it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't even with those. I'm Some like, of them y'all are so like dumb. This. Yeah. I mean, y'all so dumb. You signed up for this. Stop it. Right. But again, I'm. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make it through an apocalypse. I'm not going to. I'm out. Well, that's only if your zombies run fast. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Generally, an apocalypse is happening, and I'm out of here. See y'all later. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I've already told my husband he's got to take care of the kids. I can't. I can't handle the stress. I of can't that. do this. I get stressed out just reading the books. I can't imagine I if it's really happening. I have been able to, when I was when I was younger, I could not watch something and read something without completely imagining what I would do in that situation. Right. I am now able to remove myself from that. Rod was talking about wanting to see the movie um, about the the Olympic bombing. Oh, Gosh, yes. what was his name? It was, was Jewel. Jewel. Yes, and he's like, I want to go to the theater, and I said, I really, really don't want to go to the theater to see this movie because it makes me really, really sad. Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, you watch it, and you think, okay, as a guy, this is what I would have done. I watch it as his mother, what it would be like for your child to be going through that. I've always looked at Richard Jewell as mm-hmm. a kid in my mind. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I, it would just make me... Just, I don't want to pay $11 for that. To have grief. Mm-hmm. It would be sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, your perspectives when you watch something or read something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't totally apocalyptic, but I did read The Dreamers by Karen Walker mm-hmm. Thompson. And it is about a, I think that's right, or maybe her last name is Walker. Anyway, maybe it's Karen Thompson Walker. Anyway, The Dreamers. And it is about, it also, I think I don't have as much with zombies stuff, but... This one was about an illness that made people sleep. Mm. And then, and it doesn't spread to everywhere. It's just around this one college town. And (laughs) all these kids fall asleep. And if they aren't taken care of, like if people don't hook them up and give them, you know, nutrition and stuff, they die. 
But if they have doctors looking out for them and they don't catch the illness, then all they do is sleep and then eventually things happen. But it's just, it's more about how a community getting blocked off from everyone because it has this illness and so it becomes quarantined. So it sounds like Stephen King's Sleeping Beauties. I haven't read all of it. It's on my nightstand, Mm -hmm. but it's similar to that. All the women catch it. And so it's like this world where women are falling asleep and not coming back out of it and if they do come back out of it they're like uh ravenous they're oh yeah they're like no longer part (laughs) they're no longer part of society uh basically and so i haven't i haven't finished the whole thing but that's what it sounded like to me it's called sleeping beauties you knew i had to bring stephen king into this well and stephen king does the stand too Mm -hmm. Um, he did the strain have you guys seen The Strain? Uh-huh. I love There's that. A, She's grabbing at her eyes. I'm grab, so grabbing out, out a strain. Worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the picture is because they have to pull this little, like, thing out of your eye. You have a, the strain, mm-hmm. and it, it turns you into something. I don't remember. I was reminded of the sleep thing. I want to say it was written in the 70s. Did y'all ever read Coma? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. at the library. It's, one of, it's on audio. Um, but, but anyway, okay, so this nurse, they have really healthy people come in. And then they go in a coma, and like she notices that all these people are going into coma and die, and they're harvesting their organs. And she happens to discover this room with all these people that are suspended, put into sleep, and oh dear, Lord. and they're doing it to get their organs. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a movie, and Tom Selleck's in it. Not to he was the healthy jogger. She loves. He was only Tom in Selleck. it for. I don't know why. It's just it's happened recently. I'm really into the stash. I remembered what it was that I was going to tell you. What? Did you watch The Quiet Place? Oh, I loved A Quiet Place. There you go. There you go. Apocalyptic. Why did he have to scream two seconds before the girl? Listen. 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 That is impatience at the finest. Well, I'm I'm so excited there's another one. Is there? Yes. John Krasinski is so precious. He's and adorable. so adorable. I just love in him. the in the sequel, I, I heard that that monster throws him up and all as well. I would <laughs> love that if that happened. He's missing an ankle. That's me. That means, children, I have to come get you. That scared me. It is. It's I a very startling squeal. There's nothing more terrifying than like the a Polar zombie Express. was after me. Like a zombie was. <laughs> please like God knows. Yes, the Polar Express is coming for you. <laughs> Run away. Tom Hanks in all his many different... Well, he oh, was gosh. Yeah. Two, like 10 minutes. So th- yeah, I'm a runner, and he doesn't wake up, and she's very sad about it, as we all are. That's Tom, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All the Toms. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in a minute. Anyway, so Wendy left. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Read the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, make sure that you, whatever platform you're listening on, please... Give us uh, five stars. Leave us a review. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can get in on the discussion about this mm-hmm. or any of our coming topics. Our next topic is self-help books. Yes. So I next week wait. we're going to talk about self-help books, self-help. which the counselors are real excited about. Well, I am. No. She's not. Oh, you're not? No. One is excited about one it. The other one does not them. read self-help. Look, look, we're gonna. I'm going to expand your I minds. have. Inc- you're going to. It's an encouraging book. Um, so you can reach out to us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but you can also email us at, at sorryonbookpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and keep reading. Bye. Bye.